and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 14. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm Ben. Good evening. Today we're going to be talking about retention and recruitment. So the main concept of this podcast is to discuss coaching youth football or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under 10s teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach a girls team. Each week we'll look to choose a different topic to cover and discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice that we may have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help other people who are coaching grassroots football. So I'd just like to give a shout out to Andrew Wilson, who's sent us a very nice email. Um, so Andrew's kind of starting out on his um, coaching journey, just like we have. Um, and he's got a lot from the podcast, which is great, which is like they said, why we're doing it. We're just trying to share ideas and thoughts and get other people's input as well. So um, basically, he's about to start his level one um, and he's just got involved in coaching his kids team as well. Um, and he's getting a lot out of the podcast. It's given him a bit more confidence because it's a new thing for him. And I think me and Dave have both been through that, trying to get that confidence and dealing with the expectation of parents, which Andy mentions in particular. Um, but like we said to him, you know, the level one is is fantastic and that will give you loads of confidence and ideas. Um, and you'll find as you go along that you you just, it's, it's like putting a glove on, you slip into it and it becomes normal, and you get used to it, and you, you'll you really enjoy it. And seeing the kids grow uh, and the confidence they get and how they improve is massively rewarding. So, Andy, thanks for the email, and I hope you keep enjoying the podcast. And obviously, any further feedback, or if you want to spread the word, that'll be really great. Um, and we really appreciate the five-star Golazzo review you gave us. So thank you very much. So Ben, how's it been going? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Probably an apt podcast because we're right in the middle of the old recruitment process at the minute. So got the squad sorted for next season, which is good. So one of our other under-10s teams has folded, sadly. So I've kind of benefited from that. And I've got three of their players, one of whom I've coached before and he's friends with half the team anyway. So that's good. Um, and I've got two others that I don't know much about, but I've seen them play a little bit and they were... Uh, a couple of divisions above us at the end of last season. So they're all good players and it's a nice balance because one's a defender, one's a midfielder and one's an attacker, which is kind of what I was after. So, so yeah, it's good. So I've kind of avoided the whole looking at trial players and trying to determine who's who's good and who's standing out and that kind of thing. So um, we've got a friendly on Sunday against one of our other under-10s teams who've invited eight trial players back to look at because I think they need quite a few players. So for us, it's just a case of getting these three new players involved um, and getting to know the team a bit better. Um, and then, you know, I can also look and cast my opinion, if anybody asks me, on uh, these eight trial players. So mm-hmm. it'd be good because we, we had a little round-robin tournament on Thursday last week at training and we had a team of trialists. So there were, I think we had 11 trial players and we were doing little seven-a-side games. So three of the teams from the club and a team of trial players who we were playing like little 10-minute round games. So only played for 20 minutes against the trial team. And it's impossible to 
to sort of pick out any players for Max. It's all a bit frantic and. Can we go back a Can we go back a little bit earlier than that though? So we're in. We're just into May now, aren't we? So we're closing out one season, getting ready for the next one. And you've talked about the trialists there. And I, I should say, so so we'll have some different perspectives going into this, won't we? Because you're you're looking primarily at the club for the boys' game. I'm looking yeah. at a, a club for for the girls' game. So it'll be interesting how we we join up experiences there. But that that whole trial period that that you or, or the trialists, where does that process start? Yeah, good question. Um, as we speak, the general manager just emailed me asking if we're still looking for players. Ironically. Um, <laughs> it was a good timing, wasn't it? It was a good timing. Get him on. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll respond to that later. Um, yeah, so we... Um, our trials were, I think, on the 21st of April, which actually sounds really early, but it's actually not that early. When you look at a lot of other um, clubs in our sort of region, they all tend to get trial players in early, mid-April. So it's... Um, it's probably about right, I would say. Um, so it's literally advertising in schools. We obviously put it out on social media ourselves as managers and coaches, and just spread the word. So I think I think we had we actually had about twenty kids turn up. I think, which actually there were a lot more last year. I think, but still a good number. Um, I wasn't there, unfortunately. I was doing something else. But um, of so- those. Yeah, go on. Was it, was it mainly driven by the club then, in terms of the timing and? Yeah, the club. The, the club. Yeah, the club. It was driven. The timing of the date was driven by the club, and we we actually all the managers wanted it on the seventh earlier than that because we felt that was a bit too late. And mm-hmm. typically, I, I arranged Elijah's birthday around uh, the twenty first because I said, <laughs> "Oh no, the trial the trials are on the seventh, so I don't organise anything for then." And then, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but it wasn't as big a deal for me because obviously I got the squad sorted. But yeah, it's, the date is driven by the club. And to be honest, the, you don't get a lot of notice. We only got probably 10 days notice officially that that's the date that were going to happen. So then it's kind of, you know, obviously we're, we're always spreading the word that there are going to be trials in April at some point. So people have sort of been made aware. But the actual final date was driven by the club. Then it's just really up to us to advertise that as much as we can um, and try and spread the word. So, you know, a few people came down that I spoke to my parents and players and said, if you know anybody at school or friends who want to come down. Um, so that's kind of how it works, really. Um, and from there, we invited 10 back to training that I said last week. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it works, really. And now, obviously, we're having this game on Sunday to just try and finally fill the last few uh, spots. So I've been reasonably organising my squad because the whole squad is happy to stay for next season. I've got 10. They all wanted to stay, and I was happy to keep them. So that was 10 already. I only needed three more, really, for a nine-a-side squad. So I wanted 13, and I've got, <laughs> I've got three from another club. So, yeah, so it's worked out all right for me. Okay, so so I guess, because we've called tonight's episode uh, recruitment and retention so it sounds like on the retention side you you haven't had to give anyone the talk you know and (laughs) and let them go or anything so no so we had to send our retention list in last week I think or the week before Um, and it was literally a form 
you know, here's your list of squad players. Who do you want to keep? Who do you want to not keep? Obviously, if you don't want to keep somebody, you've got to have that conversation. That's not the club will do that. That's as, us as managers have to do that. Um, but on this occasion, um, because we've done well this season and they're a great bunch and everybody wanted to stay. And I think there's a lot of room for development still and they're all enjoying it, most importantly. I was happy to keep everybody. So mm-hmm. it was probably made easier by the fact that we're moving from seven to nine aside. So I was always going to need a bigger squad. Yeah, I think yeah. the challenge will probably come next year when obviously I'll have a squad of 13 and if they all wanted to stay, that's when probably more difficult decisions have to be made, which we will obviously touch upon in this podcast. So um, is it the same for you guys? I mean, it's different for you, isn't it? Because you've got, I mean, you've said before, you've probably got a smaller pool of people to choose from, I suppose. But are you going through that same do you have to trial process and get trial players in and all that sort of stuff? So not not really. I mean, I think, <clears throat> so I guess you have a, a finite number for your particular squad. So you mentioned one of your teams is, is folding for next year, but you've still got a number of under 10s and I guess next year it'll be under 11s, won't it? Yep, correct. A number of teams. So, you know, if local kids want to get involved, they, they can still go there. Yeah. I think for us, in the girls' game, the FA are investing a lot of money to try and get more girls involved in football. They'd announced fairly recently that they're going to put an extra $50 million over the next six seasons just into girls' football. So getting... Quite. Getting, Quite right as well. Quite yeah, right. getting girls involved from five to eleven, involved in the game. So I think that's that's great. And I think, you know, I think I've mentioned on the podcast previously that the head coach had, had really he'd started this all up. You know, he'd, he'd taken his daughter through the different age groups. She'd all grown up now, but. He, he still wanted to go back coaching. So wanted to start off a new team, a new club. And so, you know, for those early sessions, there were, there were two or three girls turning up and then he's constantly gone out. You know, this was before I was involved. He's gone out to the local schools, you know, handed out the leaflets and everything. And, and then the, the real kind of switch moment when, when we suddenly had a full team was when he, uh, he brought one of the, the local Watford players down. Oh, and then all the girls, you know, uh, uh, the Watford ladies, that is, uh, all the girls suddenly were like really enthusiastic. And we had like, you know, about 14 girls turn up for the session. So I think with where we are and trying to get more girls in, involved in football, we'd be more inclined to spin up a new team if we had too many players. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it, if you could do that? Yeah, so I mean, at the moment, so the head coach and myself were both. Uh, well, I'm level one; he's he's a level two. So you know, we could, in theory, have two separate teams, and and it's something we have discussed as well because we've some of our girls are underage. They're um, they could play under nines, yeah, you know, and they're playing at under tens level. And we've talked about well, if we had enough players, you know maybe we'd drop them down. They absolutely, though, you know, the other part of me thinks, well, they're, they're getting a bit of benefit playing against the older girls. They're playing above themselves and, you know, they, they're they they're doing well as well. Excellent. So, so, yeah, it's more for us, it's more of a constant, a constant drive, you know, just regularly making sure you're getting leaflets out and stuff. 
I think the the other thing that's happened fairly recently is is and we'll talk about this on on another podcast but part of those initiatives from the FA they've got this thing called Wildcats which again is all around getting girls involved in football but it's much more focused on uh fun and trying to whether you agree with it or not it's all like disney themed so you know a lot of the practices and stuff it, it's all around football but you know you're telling a story and it's based on moana or tangled or zootropolis or, or something like that you know i was saying to my daughter I was saying well if it was the lion king i'd be sorted you know but <laughs> these newer ones i don't know so um so yeah for for us it, it, it really is just a constant drive to get to get them involved yeah we just <laughs> Yeah, after that email, we've got um, we're getting all these emails now, like literally as as we're doing this of players who've just registered but not trialed. Um, and you feel a bit bad now because obviously I'm not looking, so it's kind of there's people still trying to get involved, and they've kind of possibly missed the boat now, which is a shame. Um, a couple of gems might be in there, you don't know, but yeah. So anyway, I just that's just an aside because I just emails keep flashing up of players who are trying to get involved at the club, so. Anyway. So, I mean, if there were enough trialists, uh, uh, let me ask you a different question. I mean, we may go off on a tangent here. No, so, that's, yeah, that's why fine. why did your other team fold? Yeah, so um, Dave, the manager, he he can't commit to it next year mm-hmm. um, because of his, his job, um, some of the personal stuff that's happened, and he, he hasn't got an assistant. Um, and I think he... He was thinking before this season about maybe not doing it, but he but he did. But I think he's just finding it harder. Um, so he just said like, he can't commit next season to doing it. Um, and actually, I'm I'm actually having his son play for us next year, mm-hmm. um, which is great because it means he can still stay involved in the club. I mean, he's a really he's a great guy. He's a really nice guy. Um, so I'm sort of pleased that um, he's going to still be around. Um, and if if I didn't have an, I mean, I think he really would like to be an assistant, you know, without having that complete mm-hmm. commitment to doing it, just help with training. And if somebody's not there, he could chip in. But actually doing the whole thing himself, I think he's found too much. And if I didn't have an assistant already, I probably would say to him, you know, I'm happy to have you help out and stuff. So um, it's good that he can stay involved. But it was really the commitment thing. And I think also there were... I don't want to give a number, but there were a, a handful of people in his squad whose commitment was pretty poor this season. Um, mm-hmm. Both in ter- mainly in terms of training, but also games. So every week they would never get all ten of them there. They'd probably only have se- sometimes they only had six. Mm-hmm. Not great. And um, one of the lads I've taken into my team, I'm friends with his dad, and I've actually I actually took him before the team folded because his dad said I don't want him playing this team anymore because there's too many people he's getting let down by people not turning up um, and Dave was really good about it and because I know this lad anyway he was like absolutely fine and this was before they were going to fold but it was just the commitment really that he couldn't do it and also there were too many players with other interests and a bit flaky turning up which is unfair if you've got four, four or five six players coming every week and then they're being let down by the players and it's difficult isn't it um, yeah 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 so, shame. so obviously, the you're probably going to ask because you've got all these trialists, couldn't they just make a team? Were you going to ask that? I was. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's where you were going. Yeah. 
Yeah, and again, that is, you know, that is a possibility, but they'd have to find a manager, which, they, you know, I'm not saying they probably couldn't. They probably could, to be honest, but that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of how I got involved last year, really, because they were looking for another, they had four teams last year and I made a fifth and they were kind of looking for another team. So they could theoretically make another team and start them off like we did in a low division. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You'd need a manager, really. You need to find one. And I think the head coach at our level, I think his view is five teams is too many. And I kind of get that. I think maybe it's better to have four teams with higher quality than making a fifth team just for the sake of it. Um, he's very strong on that. But, but you know, it's a community club. And if you've got a manager who wants to do it, you want to make another team, then why not? But, um, you know, that's that's kind of out of my hands. I yeah. from it last year, but I think if somebody really, you know, contacted the club and said, "Look, I want to be a manager," I'm sure they'd probably go for it. But I guess it's having somebody turn up and want to do that commitment. So, because I guess I'm joining up a a separate thread in my mind now. So, because if you if you think you know if you if you worship the mantra that focus on development and not the results, yeah. Well, surely it doesn't matter who who you bring in, because they're all they're all starting off somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. That's the well. This is either side of it, isn't it? Um, it depends what your your approach is and your philosophy. I think I think the club generally, the club that I'm at, I think it's very much, you know, you've got to be of a certain level to be involved. That's mm-hmm. not to say you've got to be absolutely amazing, because there's plenty of players who aren't. But I think you've, but you know, I think traditionally there've been enough players to choose from at trials, and I think out of like say out of the eleven who came to the sort of second trial, if you like, for the mini games, mm-hmm. I would say probably only. It sounds like only maybe one or two of them are going to get picked, from what I can gather from the emails and everything going around. And that's been made more difficult by the other team folding because they're in quite a high division, so there's some good players there. Yeah, I've yeah. taken three. We're assuming I think two or three won't want to stay anyway, but you're still left with three or four really good players who ideally you'd want to keep at the club. So I've kind of tried to do my bit and take three of them, but then I think you know the other the other two teams who are looking for players at the club are quite loyal to the players they've got, and I wouldn't say necessarily they're the best players, and there's probably players up for grabs that are better. Um, and this is, you know, bring us back round to the whole point of this of tonight's discussion. But it's what do you do? I mean, do you show that loyalty because you've had those kids for a couple of years, or do you think, well, a team two divisions above us has folded and there's two or three players up for grabs? Do we get them? Mm-hmm. Get a couple of that. It's, it's difficult, and I could kind of see why they're being loyal to their players, and they've kind of said that. They said, look, I don't really want to. I can't have that discussion and let them go because they've yeah. been with me for a couple of years. So it's, it's really difficult, really difficult. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I've got my, like I said, I've not had to deal with it this year because I'm trying to build the squad up and not, I'm not trying to improve what I've already got to a point because I, I need new players and the new players I've got will improve the squad definitely. And I've got, I've kind of improved it that way rather than saying, oh, you know, I've got a full squad, but two or three are better than what I've got. What do I do? Should I get rid of them? So it's, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a really, really interesting one. Yeah, and I guess the players that you've taken aren't the apathetic ones who 
didn't turn up for training. No, and that's partly why. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, and that's part of the reason why I've taken them because, you know, they are, they're very committed. They come every week. They don't miss games and that's really important. So you don't want players who are going to be missing loads of matches. And, you know, if it's an away game on a Sunday and they've got to travel for 45 minutes, they don't want to come and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and just having that extra, probably only really need 12 in a squad, but obviously, because you've got four subs with 13, but you're going to have weeks where people can't come and they're ill and all that sort of stuff. So it's always useful to have an extra body or two. So, Cool. So take me through that whole trial process then, what what it was like. Um, well, I wasn't, I wasn't at the main trial day, but if it was like, I think it was like the one we had last year where we basically had, so the 20 kids will get split up into say four teams um, of five. Then we'll have little mini games. They'll have a little warm up, but it's really just all about them having mini games and on yeah. a rotational basis. So every coach or two coaches will watch one game and two coaches will watch another and they'll just rotate the team. So you get a look at everybody. Um, and obviously some of the, some of those players have already been training at the club for five, six weeks because they mm-hmm. kind of contacted the club and said, can we get involved? So um, our head coach kind of had them down for quite a few weeks training already. And a couple of them played for me in a friendly a few weeks ago. So I can mm-hmm. look at them. Um, so really it's just that. And then from there, we they invited the 10 or 11 back for the sort of mini games to who they thought were just a little bit better than the rest. Um, and now it's, from there it's gone to Sunday and they've invited um, uh, eight of them so they'll join in with um, our Blues team our Blues under 10s team who are looking for the most players Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess their coach will just he'll have a look and see what he thinks but also I think he's possibly taking one of the Reds as well who've just split up who've folded so I think he's finding it tough like for example one of these trial players is a goalkeeper. I've mentioned him to you already. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not joking. He's unbelievable. He's he's so good. It, it was ridiculous. You couldn't get past him at the, in the trial games the other night. He was he was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants him. Which, oh, having seen him play, I find it staggering. To be honest, I mean, we've got a my goalkeeper is a cracking little keeper. He's he's not the biggest, but he's he's really good. And I would never kind of replace him because I fought really hard to get him last year because we didn't have a goalkeeper mm-hmm. and I knew him and he was he was never he, I've seen him playing playing goal which is why I asked for him but he was he, he plays out as well and I didn't know if he was committed to being a goalkeeper and I've seen him have meltdowns and stuff when he's let a few goals in but he's been so good for us and I thought I can't have this keeper as good as he is but none of our other teams want a keeper either although he's at least probably better than two of the other team's goalkeepers, easy. Mm-hmm. They don't, one of our teams, they rotate four outfield players as goalkeepers. And they, even they don't want him, and I couldn't believe it. Um, so it's a real shame. So he's probably going to go to one of our rivals um, because he's too good not to have a club. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think he's that good. He'd probably get poached by a proper big league club, I think. That's how highly I rate him from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um so this is what I mean. Is you know you can have players that won't probably join us because I think teams feel managers feel loyal to their players to the point they haven't even got one team's not even got a goalkeeper and they still don't want him, <laughs> which just goes to show <laughs> how much people place on loyalty. So loyalty and I guess uh, probably just 
that idea about focusing on development. Yeah. <clears throat> also yeah. taking that idea of uh, not locking people down to their positions to the extreme as well, by the sounds of it. <laughs> Absolutely, and there's also something in it. If you've got a squad of players who are reliable and turn up every week and they enjoy playing together, then, you know, who are you to say, well, actually, I don't want you anymore um, if you still feel there's a lot of development in somebody, you know, and, all, and these are all players who can play football. They might not be amazing, but they're not players who, who can't even kick a ball, you know. So I, I kind of get it, and this is why maybe if we revisited this in a year, I'll probably be sat here tearing my hair out going, oh, I don't know what to do. So, when what would you what what would you do now if, say, next week you have a trial and let's say five girls turn up and they blow you away, what would you do? Well, like I say, I think we'd depending on the numbers. So, we're, so we're doing seven aside at the minute. Yep. We've got a squad of twelve. Oh, okay. Oh, have you? Oh, okay. Yeah. So on the on the so so we've always got plenty of subs. Yeah. Now. In the You're going la- to nine side, right? You going to nine side next year? I, d- I don't think we will. Oh, okay. So so I was all gearing up for nine side. So so I think they're keeping. They haven't announced it yet, or certainly not, not that I'm aware of. But I think for the girls, they'll probably stay seven aside. Okay. So if we if we had five come along, um, yeah, we'd definitely be looking. So we'd have you know we'd have seventeen then. Definitely be having a look at, at having two teams. Okay, let me rephrase that. If two girls turned up <laughs> who were absolutely amazing, and it and you couldn't add to the squad because it's big enough, what would you do then? So a hypothetical. So so I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't get rid. I I would not be able to drop one of the existing team. Yeah. I mean, we're we're <clears throat> we're. we're in the right league for us at the moment, so we're we're winning and losing roughly the same amount of games. Yep. So it, you know it kind of means we're in the right league for us. We've got loads and loads to work on, and you know it's it's really satisfying how far we've come. You know in in the last sort of twelve to eighteen months, and I just want to carry on that trajectory now the only way the squad will really change is if is if girls get bored and drop out and then if if that scenario did happen i'd probably end up beating myself up and i think well why are they bored you know <laughs> but you know if they ended up taking up something else and dropped out of the side and then we were looking to boost the numbers up but no i'm quite happy with with the girls that we've got and like say if if we had more girls come in uh we would add probably another team. Yeah. Do you think it's it's hard to say, but if if you had a boys team, mm-hmm. do you think you might think differently? I'm not being that's not. I'm don't mean that. To, I don't mean that to sound like oh, girls aren't as good as boys. I'm just asking that because the pool of players isn't as big. And, I, and that's that's the difference, isn't it? It's nothing to do with them being boys or girls, but fundamentally, it's a numbers game. Yeah. So you've just got a lot more boys, yeah, wanting to play football. And and if you think about it, what what I said before about the FA and uh, doing the whole Disney theme and stuff is is to try and get people involved, get girls involved early, and then if they get the bug for it, they'll stick around when it gets to the, to real football. Yeah, but, but you know, it's trying to create that environment where it's it's just a fun environment to start yeah. off with. Yeah, 
I mean, it's it's happening now. I mean, we you know we went to see England Wales the other week down at St Mary's, and it was mm-hmm. there were thirty thousand there, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said to you before, we're going to the Women's Cup final on mm-hmm. Saturday. We went last year, and it was a great day out. And it, I think it's seven pound fifty a ticket each. Yeah, and it's I'll be I'll be interested to see how many people are at Wembley Saturday. I think last year there were I don't know thirty odd thousand, and I thought I'm hoping I expect this year there's probably going to be a lot more than that, just because the it's becoming so popular now. And I maybe it's because my daughter plays because Evie plays, and yeah, I, I I notice it more possibly. I probably never would have given it a second thought if she didn't play football. I don't know, but. She's really into the lionesses and stuff, and I tell you so what, I've got a lot the, of interest in it now, which is great, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, the the England ladies have got a lot more chance of winning the World Cup than the men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to argue with that. But but let me let me say this. So again, so so if it was a boys' team, and we already had plenty of boys' teams at the club, which, yeah. which we do. So would I would I think any differently? So I think for me it's more around the attitude of the players. Yeah. If I've got a squad of players and it's a full squad, can't add to it. So if someone else has to come in, means someone else getting dropped out. If all of those players are committed, they're trying hard, they're putting in the effort, there is no way that I would bring in someone else, even if you brought in a little Harry Kane or something. Yeah. Also, I think I think a lot of it also comes from your club philosophy as well. I, I think because mm-hmm. um, I, I think our club our club is very much it's a you know it's a semi professional football club, so they treat any level of football as a professional club would. So, i.e., mm-hmm. if if players come to trials who are better than what you've got, then you you've got every right to pick those players and let players yeah. go. And I initially I found that a bit uncomfortable, but then but as I've gone on, I think well that's the way it should be. If you're part of a club at the level that we're at, I think that's the way it should be. Um, doesn't mean I'm comfortable with doing that. And like I said, I've kind of got away with it this year because I don't have to. Um, and I didn't see anything. I haven't actually really looked at any players and thought, oh, you're way better than what we've got anyway. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this year I would have done it anyway because, like you said, I still think as a, we've done so well this year. And I think to the first games we played to where we are now and how we've grown. And even the game on Sunday, we won 3-0. But we, for parts of it, we were pretty poor. And I thought you could tell we hadn't trained properly for weeks and weeks because there were so many things we were doing wrong. Good things as well. But I thought there's still so much room in this squad, especially going to nine aside, to really develop mm-hmm. them still, which is a really good challenge. And... Um, it's it's easy, isn't it, just to say, oh, let's just get better players in and ship out the ones we think aren't as good. But um, it's really, I think, also for me, we've got a really good team spirit, and I think that's really important. And I don't want mm-hmm. to ruin that because that's part of. I think that can only take you so far. I don't think you can keep. You can't go all the way up to under sixteen, seventeen level, whatever, just because everyone gets on. I think at some point you've got to have that discussion. And invariably, when people go to secondary school next year, you're probably going to have people drop out anyway, I think, possibly, because they may want to do other things. I don't know. but So, yes, it's um, plenty still to happen, I think, on that front. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think it would be hard to to break up the team and be that ruthless. Um, 
for me anyway, personally at the moment. But yeah, you sort of have to rail against the club a little bit because I, I mean, at the end of the day, let you get on with it. It's your team. But I think there's people there who are very much, you know, if somebody better comes along, we should be taking those players on, not letting them go elsewhere. Because ultimately they may get in the first team. You never know. Yeah, yeah. And if they're a semi-pro club, you've got to kind of, you've got to operate like a pro club, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we're saying to these kids, you know, like we got our awards on Sunday and the, the manager's coming down to do the, you know, to give them out, which is great. And we had a thousand people there on Saturday because we'd just been promoted. Um, so we're only sort of two or three outside the football league, not about three divisions below the football league now. So we're kind of on the up. But you're saying to these kids, you know, if you if you stay with us and develop, that could be you playing in front of those people. And people might say, oh, it's only, you know, a semi-pro club, but you can still get paid for playing football and enjoy it and be part of a community club. So that's the sort of carrot that you're offering these players. So, yeah, I think you do have to operate, like, like you said, like a pro club because loyalty works both ways as well because if if – well, we are bright and full and those sort of teams come along and want a player, they go. They're not going to say, oh, no, actually, I'm going to stay with you because mm-hmm. I enjoy it. And that's, that's the flip side of the coin. So it does work both ways as well. So it's not like we're tyrants mm-hmm. being ruthless, getting rid of players. You know, players will go at the drop of a hat because our parents will be going, yep, he's going there. See you later. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So, and and you're right. It, it absolutely does depend on the philosophy of the club, doesn't it? And And kind of where you are so to summarize what what else would we say so a lot of clubs then will will have the trials and and you know those will be at set times of the year you uh, you mentioned about sharing on social media yeah i think so uh, again that's something i do as well you know so the club posts something out and then i'll i'll see that in my feed now all right okay i'll share that as well yeah typically then the the trials that you've done ben that they're more kind of just based on little matches so seeing the players in action some of them might have been uh attending training with other teams as well leading up to to those matches yeah and we've i've had a couple of players come and train with me for a few weeks so i can get a look at them which is which is better i think than the trials i mean if people people are always emailing the club especially towards the end of the season saying, you know, I'm looking for a team for next year. And it's a lot of them who've just come up from little league teams. But but normally the club will always invite them. The good thing about our club is they will invite them down to training. They don't just say, I'll wait till the trials. If there's interest there, we, we get them down. And I've been, mm-hmm. I've started doing that as well because it's the best way you get to look at them. So, and and I'm glad you said that because I that's where my mind was a minute ago. So, if you're just going off the matches, I think most of the time you'll end up picking the bigger, quicker kids all the time. So, so the kid, you know, you you're typically you're born September, <laughs> October, November type type of kids. You, yeah. you just going off the matches, you'll you'll always just pick those. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's difficult in a match as well. We've had I had one lad who trained with me for a couple of weeks and. Probably unfortunately for him, we just those two weeks we just played matches because we had we'd arranged friendlies against another one of our teams, and he found mm-hmm. it really he found it really difficult. And you could tell he hadn't really played in a match situation before. Um, and the sort of the parent who knew him got him down and said, um, you know, he looked really nervous, and you could tell that he wasn't mm-hmm. used to playing 
in a proper team like that. He's probably just used to playing, you know, at school and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it was quite hard actually because his mum sort of after the game was saying, you know, you could tell she really wanted it badly for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was sort of saying, I think she knew he'd struggled. Um, and she was kind of saying things like, I oh, know he, he's a really good player normally. He was just a bit nervous and he found it a bit overwhelming and he's not like that normally. But I'd kind of seen enough to know that he wasn't right for the team. He just he just would have found it too difficult. So I kind of had to sort of let her down gently and I felt really bad doing it. But I thought, but I said, you know, bring him to trials because if I, if I said, and I was honest, I said, even if I don't want him, there may be another team who wants him. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had, I've had a look at him for a couple of weeks. So I know what he can do. Um, so I was trying to be, you know, as polite as I could. Um, and he, may, he maybe comes back next year and he's completely different. And it's hard to come mm-hmm. into a team where you don't really know and play a couple of games. So I felt a bit bad from that point of view. But I was happy for him to come and have a look. And we've had a couple of other people come down and so have the other teams. So, yeah, that's, that is a good thing that you don't just say, oh, no, wait till trials, you know, come along, have a kick about, get to know the lads. And that's when you start to see what they can really do because they become more confident and, you know, you see them in a in an environment where they're relaxed and not with the pressure of a match. I mean, before we kind of wrap up, I guess, and I, I did say I'd talk about the the Wildcats in a different podcast, but but it's kind of similar theme to the trials, I guess. So so again, our our objective in this is to get girls involved, and we've got a target to try and hit to lay on so many Wildcats sessions and get thirty girls turning up for those. Yeah, and we had on Sunday was our first session, and we had twenty six turn up, so a little bit under the target. But bearing in mind, you know, we we we're normally working with a squad of twelve. That's, that's and a so, great number, though. That's more than we had at our trials. It's fantastic. Yeah. So so, and it was great. Um, but you know, we we had a few lessons learned after, and I think what. We need to figure this out a little bit more before it gets to Sunday. But what I suggested to the head coach was, you know, for the new girls that turn up, because these girls, you've no idea. They may have, like, they may be playing with their brothers or something or just in school and be great. Or they may never have kicked a ball before. So we kind of allocated the girls out based on age. And so I took the the regular, the, like the first team, if you like, plus some girls who who were a little bit older, um, and and girls were at the at the same age as well. So I had the usual training session plus a few other girls. So some of the girl, a, a couple of the girl, older girls were fitted right in, and then probably just just one of the girls was probably. Young for her age, if you know what. The, what was the um, the youngest age that you had there? Well, actually, I so I had one. I, I don't know how. So so the head coach just came and dropped her off. Said this is, and I can't even remember her name unfortunately. Dropped her off. Said this is, you know, such such a body. She wants to join in this group. So she'd been playing with the younger ones. Um, she looked, to be honest, um, probably eight. Right. Okay. So, so a bit younger than, than, than our girls, but I tell you what, she, she, so she was an example where she'd obviously played before, Yeah, you know, just in the garden or what have you. She was, she was a lot smaller, but by crikey, she was getting well stuck in. 
Um, but one of the other girls who who's a bit bigger than that, um, just hadn't really played a lot, and and so we went through like various little games. Um, I had them kind of jockeying. I, I did one of these warm up sessions where you or arrival activities where you're you're trying to dodge and weave, and the defenders trying to stop you getting through a gate to score a point. You know, so just little things like that and little two-on-two games, little dribbling exercises and, and games and things. I just, they were all really enjoying that. And then for the last part of the session, I, I um, it was just a match. And then, but then I had the the thirds set up, and so I was I was changing around the rules. So I was saying like, you know, one time it's like, right, you've got to have at least one one defender and one attacker in this zone, you know, either side, and and then I'd play around with it. So now you've got to have two defenders in here at least, one attacker. Just adding these little rules, and in that session, this one girl in particular just got a bit lost in it all. And then I, I could kind of tell, you know, by the end of it, but it was a bit too late. By the time I'd realized, she just wasn't enjoying it at all. And so what we're going to try, I think, on Sundays as a kind of um, arrival activity into the whole thing. So if you if you have 30 turn up, say, have like a little reception area and maybe have some little um, arrival games set up and, you know, try and score a penalty, dribble around some cones or something. Yeah. We'll make a quick sort of triage, and then we'll figure out. Because we had about five coaches there on, on Sunday, because we knew we were expecting bigger numbers. So that that will give us a better idea on where to place them so that they'll get the most out of the session. Because like I say, if, if at the end of the session I did, I, I talked to this little girl, I said, look, these these other girls have been playing for about two years now. You know, you shouldn't feel bad about it, but I don't I don't think what I was saying worked, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she'd have benefited a lot more from being with some of the younger girls where it was all kicking the ball around, having a bit of fun, dribbling and stuff, unopposed. So that, that's something we're going to try is is just that that idea of giving them a little test first. Yeah. Just to just to see where is it best that that that, that they can go. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, I said I said my boo, my youngest, she's uh she started getting involved in football again, which is cool. She's she's nearly eight, but She's always hated football, but mm-hmm. she, start, she started going to this drop-in training thing with Evie on a Saturday morning, just for an hour, and she's massively into it. She's really, she's oh, can I join a team again? So she played little league a couple of years ago, and she didn't really. She used to just stand there and sort of not do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she's like, yeah, yeah I want to start going. So she's started going every week now, which is cool. And she said, she told me tonight she's going to wear a football kit to the cup final. Oh blimey! So yeah, so it's quite cool. So um, yeah, I'm I'm sort of pleased she's getting into it again. It's probably inevitable given the fact that her brother and sister are obsessed. It's going to be hard not to, isn't it? In well, your she, family, yeah, she's just so long. But I think because she gets dragged to Evie's training all the time and has to go every Sunday to watch her play, it's she's probably just thought, ah, oh, you know what, I might as well be out there doing something. Um, I'm, I might have said it before, but I mean, my little laddie. I used to take him down and, and you know, he, he 
he wasn't bad, but he didn't. He just didn't seem to enjoy it. And so, you know, when it came to renew, I I just said, "Do you want to do it?" He's like, "No." It's like, right, fair enough. Yeah. And then it was last year. He he just suddenly seemed to get the bug for it, and you know, wanted to to join the local team and that. So, yeah. all right, fair enough. So it's it's weird, isn't it? Sometimes the, the the kids they've just got to find their own way and make make their own mind up on it. Yeah, and we've just never. She just said it on her own, right? We probably said, Oh, Evie's going to this football thing. Do you want to go? She's like, Yeah, yeah, I'll go. And then, you know, great. It's from there, it's all systems go. So, yeah. Cool. Okie doke. Should we, should we wrap up there then? I think so. I've enjoyed that. It's been a good, good, good debate, I think. Yeah. We'll visit that next year and see how we're getting on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested where, when you, if and when you have to let some players go. <laughs> yeah funny, funny enough just to to finish off I saw because um, Elijah plays for this team on Saturday I kind of they've got two Sunday teams as well that he mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't play for obviously because he plays for me but um, we actually played one of their Sunday teams on Sunday but their main Sunday team in the, who are the best one I know their manager quite well now and he said to me um, what do you guys do at your club for when you want to release a player and I said well I said we just have to speak to the parents and you know just explain to them and, it, and I could tell that he also he's quite an experienced coach I thought but mm-hmm. was, I could tell he was really stressing about it and it, maybe he's never had to do it I don't I don't know I mean he does the same yeah, age group right. as us obviously but I could tell he said you know there's a couple that I, I kind of want to let go um, and I found that quite interesting and I could see he was really struggling with it. And that, that's what I consider to be quite an. I think he's got you know he's level two at least I think, and he's a bit older mm-hmm. than me, and he's quite experienced. But I, even he, I could tell, was having a bit of a dilemma about how to go about doing this. So I, I got the impression he'd never done it. So yeah, yeah, goes to show everybody wrestles with it. I think in some shape or form. I mean, it's just it's just not that pleasant a no, thing, is not, it? You know, just not. at any level. No, no probably the, the worst part of the job but like, like I said I found it hard letting that that lad's parent know that he probably I probably wasn't going to sign him and he wasn't even mm-hmm. one of my players and that I found yeah, that yeah. enormously stressful so yeah if and when that happens it's not going to be too too great but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it yep do you want to give us our plugs yep if you uh if you want to get in contact, uh, we're on Twitter at, at grootscoachcast. And if you want to drop us an email, the address is grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com. So get in touch. Okay. Thanks a lot, Ben. Cheers, Dave. See you next week. Bye now.